And, you know, oftentimes what happens in a relationship is when there's trouble, oftentimes we're tempted to like, okay, let's solve this problem. Let's dig in there. And then you have meetings and sometimes there's anxiety and you never do this. And then, then it kind of seems to bubble up again. And then so you start to resist having that conversation because every time you go to have that conversation, it just it actually exacerbates the problem. You end up, you know, walking away in a half or one of you does. And so then you go like, well, that persists. I'm going to suggest maybe a counterintuitive approach. And this is, you know, it's not just my idea. This is well supported in science. But ultimately, you want to bring that connection first. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm sure the idea of like connect before you direct with your kids. It's a similar scenario with um, with your relationships, obviously, with your partner. And that is to really do the actions that make them feel loved first. Make sure that that connection is good. Because in that honeymoon bubble, problems seem like they're way easier to solve. Hello, Blissful Parenting. Hey, nice to see everyone here today. Um, I'm your host, Michelle Abraham, for our Blissful Parenting uh, Friday afternoon chats. Uh, We're going live today with a really special guest, Arnold Smith. So Arnold is an entrepreneur, a speaker, author, writer, consultant. He specializes in behavior transformation. And what's really cool about Arnold is he's created something called the Connection App. So he, as an entrepreneur, he likes to focus on solving problems with simple solutions. And this app is so cool. I've had the personal um, uh, pleasure of being able to test it out, use it, see what it's all about. It's really neat. And so what he's done is it helps busy people stay emotionally connected despite the often unreasonable demands that modern society places on us. You know, we're going 100 miles an hour here, there, everywhere. And the connection habits are the result of years of research and testing. And he's developed a program and an app to help people integrate them into their lives. Although he has over 20 years experience helping businesses grow, his happy marriage and two daughters are his greatest source of pride. I love that. Welcome, Arnold. Thanks for being here with us today. Uh, Thanks for having me, Michelle. I'm excited about the conversation. Absolutely. So the connection app, this is really cool. Arnold, I'd love to know, like, what made you get started down this path? And I think this connection is something that we're all craving as humans. And sometimes Mm -hmm. we do really well with it. And sometimes we're struggling a little bit, especially given certain consensus these days. So how did you get started in in researching um, the connection connections? Yeah, well, it's funny that (laughs) that sometimes our connection wanes, and sometimes it grows. Um, after I was married, I felt I was just so happy in my relationship. And um, as, as you know, we were, we were together for five years before we had kids. And then the, the first child came along. And of course, you know, life gets a little bit different once you have mm-hmm. a child. But we kind of managed and we felt like, OK, we've got this. And then, uh, you know, a few years later, the second child came along. And that's when I really noticed that this, you know, this great feeling, this great connection that we had mm-hmm. at the beginning of a relationship was somewhat elusive. And it obviously it's just because we added so much more, mm-hmm. but it was it was hard to get it back. And I thought, you know, uh, I figured I wasn't getting any less busy. There was no it wasn't like, oh, well, I can see down the road now, you know, my my niece <laughs> launching a business and having another job and all those things and, and two kids and trying to do all those things. People aren't getting less busy. Um, and so I thought, well, how do I what can I do? to really make this relationship, like find that back. And I wanted to find the things um, that, you know, I could do in a short amount of time that really had a big impact. 
And that's kind of where the research began for uh, for the connection habits. Mm. That's really cool. I love how you said that. You know, it's so funny. I visually, I was thinking like, there's the the husband and wife, and then they have the kids, and they have the another kid, and then work gets in the way, and then it's like, yeah, they're like they they spend hours apart every day. It's hard to keep that connection going, especially when we're so busy. And you know, I think coming up with something that like you've really gamified. Um, kind of the connection thing. So can you tell us a little bit about like the app itself and what it does? Well, sure. Uh, you know, I mean, I just, that that analogy of something between us, sometimes it's literally, you wake up in the morning and there's literally two kids, two kids between you. Oh, yes. It's <laughs> like, hey, I think you're over there. Hey, we, maybe Hi. we can <laughs> yeah. um, but it, it talked about gamification. And one of the things that I've always been really fascinated by is how do people actually change their results in their life? There's one thing mm. about getting new information and, uh, you know, as a, as, a, as a person, I've always, um, you know, tried to have the, the life of my dreams or the best life I could have. But I noticed that I failed again and again. And, you know, I would go to these workshops and I would go to, you know, I get all this great information. I'd read all these books and I'd say, oh, uh, now I know. I know for sure. I mean, the seven habits, I'm down. I'm going to make those happen. You know, uh, the uh, men from Mars, the you know, five love languages, whatever it was. I was like, great. I know how to do it. And it would, you know, have a little change. But I noticed that it was actually really difficult to change. And then I'd find myself in the exact same spot. And I was like, what's going on? Like, why, <laughs> why is it so hard to actually change? And so that's when I got really fascinated by, you know, like neuroscience and habit formation and mm -hmm. really just how people work. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the things that I, I learned is that change is, is actually really hard. It's something that we fear on a survival level. Any uh, sense of change gives us this bit of a bit of a feeling of dread, even if it feels like it's a good change because it it we don't know what's going to happen. We, we think it's going to be good, but we don't really know. And so we kind of get this anxiety about change, which often keeps us locked into where we are. Now, one of the ways to short circuit that is actually to make it fun. And so by adding kind of that gamification piece that you have, whether it be, you know, points or whatever, um, we rarely uh, are afraid of fun. So if you can feel like, oh, I'm going to play this game instead of I'm going to make this change, <laughs> then it actually makes a big difference for, um, for your, your psychological approach to what you're after. I love that. That's really great that you've come up with that. Because <laughs> I think, you know, tricking us into playing a game, I think is way better, <laughs> way better for us to, to you know, check, check, you know, feel like it's something super fun to do right and you know to yeah. have that kind of like oh god i gotta change thing <laughs> well exactly right and that's the other thing that um, that really short circuits that response is if make the change seem insignificant mm. like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna transform my relationship i'm not gonna you know uh i'm not gonna exercise for an hour every day that is super daunting to us mm -hmm. but if, if if the change is you know what i'm just gonna go for a one minute walk each mm -hmm. day then your brain goes, well, I can do that. Mm -hmm. And it's it's way, way, way more important to do a consistent practice, even if it's micro, mm -hmm. um, than it is to think I'm going to get the big results. Because ultimately, um, it's we're all playing the long game here, uh, you know, mm -hmm. and what we're what we're after isn't, um, you know, psychologically, our brains want the hit right now. But mm -hmm. as people are thinking part of our brains understand that what we want is just a great relationship for the rest of our lives or we want mm -hmm. help for the rest of our lives. And so, you know, 
walking one minute a day isn't going to get you that. But getting into the habit of doing that, by the time you've done one minute of walking, you're like, well, I, I might as well do two or I might as well go around the block. <laughs> you know, and so once you're in action, then it's way easier to stay in action. But if you trick yourself by making that that change micro, then oftentimes it's way easier. Mm, that makes a lot of sense. That small, inconsistent or small, consistent action yeah. over time really like makes the big change overall. I love that. I mean, I know that in business and it's interesting that, yeah, of course, in life, that's same, same philosophy <laughs> works really well. So, you know, we've been talking a lot over the last couple of weeks of like the current situation right now where like, you know, we've had this COVID thing happening. Families have been like, you know, in lockdown mode for a few months. And, you know, we're starting to see an ease up of that right now. But, you know, over those few months of being all locked in together for some families, that's been wonderful. Others, not so much. So what can, you know, what are some things right now going on? Maybe things are not going well for your, your household. What was, what would be some things you can suggest to our parents right now to kind of lift the spirits in the household that maybe things aren't going well in? Yeah. Well, you know what? It's, um, give me an easy question, right? Let's, <laughs> uh, let's just solve all those problems. But ultimately, it is it is kind of break it down into a small problem. Now, obviously, like uh, this isn't going to solve major trust issues or compatibility issues, but mm-hmm. it will help to alleviate the stress and anxiety. And, you know, oftentimes what happens in a relationship is when there's trouble, oftentimes we're tempted to like, okay, let's solve this problem. Let's dig in there. And then you have meetings and sometimes there's anxiety and you never do this. And then, then it kind of seems to bubble up again. And then, so you start to resist having that conversation because every time you go to have that conversation, it just actually exacerbates the problem. You end up, you know, walking away in a half or one of you does. And so then you go like, well, that persists. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to suggest maybe a counterintuitive approach. And this is, you know, it's not just my idea. This is well supported in science. But ultimately, you want to bring that connection first. You Mm -hmm. know, sort of the idea of like connect before you direct with your kids. It's Mm -hmm. a similar scenario with um, with your relationships, obviously, with your partner. And that is to really um, do the actions that make them feel loved first. Make sure that that connection is good. Because in that honeymoon bubble, problems seem like they're way easier to solve. First of all, problems that you thought were a big deal suddenly go away. And then sometimes there is like, you know, it'd be great if you just maybe do that. And you go like, okay, there's way more reception. And that's really what the connection habits were all about. Like Mm -hmm. the idea is that what, like we all know, um, there's a real difference between like, um, I know I love you and actually experiencing the feeling of love. There's a, a physiological response of love. And that's, you know, your, your heart rate goes down, your breathing normalizes, you get an oxytocin and serotonin release. And it's a really positive uh, physical experience in the body. Mm. But there's a difference between saying, I know my partner loves me and actually experiencing that in the moment. And that's what the connection habits are. You know, things like expressing gratitude to your partner. Mm. And we define that in a very specific way. Uh, and that is saying thank you for who they are and how they do things. So it's mm-hmm. not about saying thanks for emptying the dishwasher. It's thanks for being the person who keeps my life organized. Because mm-hmm. ultimately, that that the way you express that thank you, the dishwasher, that's gone. That's a moment in time. But when you acknowledge who someone is for you, that's a thank you. That's an appreciation that can last. Mm-hmm. And in fact, there was a scientist, I can't remember exactly his name, but he 
He reviewed 477 studies on compatibility wow. to, to figure out what is the one thing that all great relationships have in common. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to tell you. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, what? what, what are <laughs> um, ultimately, what he found was that um, in those relationships, you never stop seeing your partner in a positive light. And that may seem like a simple thing to do. But it's actually really difficult because our greatest strengths, why we fell in love with our partner, the flip side of that, they're often our greatest weaknesses. You know, mm-hmm. someone who always made me laugh and kept my spirits up can't ever be serious in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Someone who is spontaneous and, you know, uh, an adventurous can't, you know, can't isn't as organized uh, in, in their, you know, their house. And so can happen is we're on always riding that fine line in our relationships are we going to fall into the the you know the the <laughs> irritation or are we going to fall into the you know really recognizing and that's a completely natural thing for as humans to do because we give about five times more weight to something negative than we do to something positive mm. So we notice the negative things and that lingers and you need five positive interactions (laughs) to just counteract that one. So you really need to ramp that up. And so when you have this habit of really recognizing those qualities in your partner that make Mm -hmm. them them a catch for you, and it starts to rewire your brain and make sure that your relationship is really Mm -hmm. anchored in those things. You know, I love how steady you are. I just love that you're always there for me. I love how committed you are. Um, you know, and then those things that are irritating, um, which, you know, that's natural, um, they seem less so. Yeah. And I bet, you know, in a time when we're all in in this confined in the same space, those irritants are amplified a little bit more <laughs> than they normally would when you're going to work for eight hours a day and then coming home. <laughs> well, that's right. And, you know, the funny thing about humans is we're also really bad at um, recognizing our emotions. So um, that process, so when we're feeling anxiety, oftentimes we say to ourselves, I'm feeling anxious, but that's a really big concept. There's a wonderful book, uh, if you're into this kind of geeky science stuff called How Emotions Are Made. Mm -hmm. And it really dispels kind of 2000 years of, you know, the popular science around emotions. And it's, it's fascinating. But one of the things that's always happening for people is a process called interoception. Mm-hmm. And that's a, a, a checking in on how you're feeling. And then that's an unconscious process sometimes, and it's a conscious process sometimes. Mm-hmm. But what's happening now in the world is that the pandemic is causing this, this ongoing sense of unease, this ongoing sense of anxiety. And if we're unconscious to that, it's happening for everybody we can then start to assign that to the people around us. So we can start Mm -hmm. to say, you know, my house is too messy or my partner's this, but really it's this anxiousness that is just just there. And so that's Mm -hmm. something to come in. And one of the ways you counteract this kind of ongoing sense of anxiety is to really define it. You know, Mm -hmm. one of the, I I, uh, I run uh, events every week and I always find on the day of the event, I'm more anxious. And if I'm not careful, that can leak into my conversations with my kids or I can leak into my conversations and like mm. find myself snapping in the morning, you know, not very often, but, you know, <laughs> but, you know, like just being irritable and I'll think, well, what's, are they irritating me? But if I really define it, I can say, mm. oh yeah, I'm worried that not enough people have registered. I'm worried that I could have done mm. more for this event. I'm worried I haven't pre- done the prep enough. And that's the worry that's happening. 
And when you are really specific in defining your worry, and you, you put that into a portion of your brain that allows you to deal with it as opposed to uh, just having it as a general anxiety, or I'm irritable, or I'm having a bad day. Um, so that's that's the tip for really dealing with the anxiety. Be really specific about it. And I guess like right now when people are kind of unknown or unsure about the future, whether it's like financial or your job or things like that, I guess this can be played into all sorts of things. And be, instead of just being something that you used to happen to you like on a weekly basis, now it's happening to you maybe on a daily basis. Is that true? Oh, no question. Mm. And I think that it, when you are anxious, it's always because you're predicting a future that, you know, you maybe mm. you don't want. And so the idea of being mindful and present, and that's one of the other things that happens with the connection habits when you, you know, not to toot the horn, but obviously <laughs> I, I, I do the research, but um, when you are practicing one of the connection habits, it forces you to be in the moment. If I'm going to express a compliment to someone, acknowledging the positive, or even just giving them my full attention, it requires you to be present. And in the present, like there's nothing wrong right now or rarely something wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously, if you're uh, in a fire, then there's something wrong right now. Mm -hmm. Take action. But if you're worried about the future, the future hasn't happened yet. You know, like mm -hmm. there may be some money stresses coming. There may be some, you know, some issues with your job coming. But right now in this moment, we're rarely uh, at risk. And when you can create a positivity right now and be focused on that, that really makes a difference for, uh, for worry about the future. Because, you know, 90% of the time, the things we worry about never come to pass. Mm. And then we've just basically killed ourselves for nothing. <laughs> yeah. So all those wrinkles and gray hair for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't turn sideways. That's how my gray hair is. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of people have gotten more gray hair over the last yeah, few months. So. <laughs> so now this is great connection, connecting with our significant other. Um, mm. But what about then with our kids? Like, obviously, our kids are feeding off of our energy of how we're dealing with everything as well. Now, would you, like, you know, say we're a whole total hot mess right now at home? Do we focus on our relationship with our spouse first or do we focus on our kids first? Well, I think that the old adage when you're on the airplane is, you know, you first put the oxygen mask on yourself mm -hmm. and then, you know, put it on on your uh, your responsibility. Um, I think that's probably applies here, but ultimately, um, it, it, when you're practicing these habits, it leaks into all of your relationships. Mm -hmm. But I think that if, if you're in a good spot, you know, like for example, um, yesterday I had, a, a, an event that I was doing and my wife had, had been at school teaching all day and she came home and I was kind of in a tizzy because I had this whole thing and she had a long, hard day, but she came in and she just had this calmness about her. I mean, the kids were hungry. They were tired. You know, I've basically been ignoring them all day because we've both been trying to work. I'm not making myself look good here, am I? Anyway. <laughs> You're making <laughs> yourself like you know, everyone else. Like, yeah, yeah, totally. That same thing happened yeah. to us. <laughs> so, but anyway, she came in and she just had this calmness about us, this generosity. You know, the kids were kind of whining and crying and she just was in this really, uh, you know, centered place. And it made all the difference. And so I think that if we can make sure that we are supporting each other to stay in that positive place, and it gives us the energy to, mm -hmm. you know, not let that wine affect us or not let that, you know, um, you know asking for the 34th time, can yeah. I go or, you know, like, no, or taking 30 minutes to put your shoes mm -hmm. on. Um, I think we can yeah. let those things go because we're in a positive place. 
Mm. But there's there's one habit that uh, I'm trying to create a movement for. I call it the high five at five. Mm. <laughs> and uh, so the the idea is that you know, I noticed that I was you know working so hard um, that I'd come home and I'd still have all these thoughts and oh I've got to get this done and oh what about this and and then I I wasn't really present with my with my wife or with the family. I just found it kind of eating into our time. And so um, and then also they'd ask me like how was your day and I'd be like ah I don't. I don't know. Like, I just felt like I could say, like, I was just so caught up in, in the yeah. stress of it. So the high five at five is share five accomplishments mm. that you made that day. At the end of the day, I say at five because it rhymes. Yeah. The idea is that at the end of the day, you say, this is what I accomplished. You share that with your partner mm. and then you can let it go. Like, you know, even though there's more to do, I did accomplish something. And it's not easy. That is not the way we're wired to be. That is, you know, it really takes something to do that. But when you do that, you literally change your physiology. You Mm. go from that that stressed fight or flight response Mm -hmm. into the relaxation response. And then you can be there with your family. And it's a really great way to connect. And, you know, do that with your kids, too. Although maybe getting five out of them might be depending (laughs) how they are. Just getting to think about something positive. It really shifts that, that whole feeling. Mm, I love that. My kids uh, do the the rose and thorn every night at dinner, and you know something we introduce yeah. to them. But then yeah. like they've like taken off with it on their own. Or it's like we can't get through dinner without them like bringing it up, which is great. Oh, like, I love great. it. Yeah, but yeah. I but I love like the the rose and thorn. I I think I like the high five. I would love it better because. I think the thorn also, I mean, it's, you know, they say something that didn't go so well, it gives us the opportunity to like, you know, talk about it, but also like, you know, like they kind of end on the, uh. <laughs> so I think like, like, you know, flipping it around or doing something where they're like, thinking more on the positive, um, yeah. I think would be a little bit, a little bit better, but they love it. They think it's great to be able to express that and, and share that every night. And then they go around the table and ask everybody else how, how their day was. What was your rose today? <laughs> Which is really yeah. cute. Well, and notice this one thing that happens. Oftentimes we'll qualify that, like we'll say, well, I got this done, but, Mm. and it is so natural for us to do that. But recognize that as parents, Mm. when you do that, you're teaching them to that. So what you're doing Mm. is you're teaching um, yourself to be critical of your accomplishments. Mm. And so then again, if you're always critical of your accomplishments, you never get to live in that celebration piece, which Mm. is where we get to relax, where we get our rejuvenation from. Yeah. And so I'm a big fan of, you know, that celebration piece is super important and, and living there as much as possible. Yeah, that's great. I love that idea. Um, it's powerful because that, you know, then you're and then you're also like sharing that positive experience with your kids. And then uh, what I found about like the, even like just with the rose and thorn, when the kids are telling us stuff. Sometimes they're bringing up stuff which we, like we never would have talked about or like that had no idea happened to them during the day. Or it's a great it's a great segue into like what's going on for them without us being like, how was your day? Fine. <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. what did you do at school? Nothing. <laughs> Who did you play with today? No one. <laughs> you know, like those, don't, those questions don't get you anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I know that one. Yeah. My, my oldest, uh, who's almost 10, uh, that's, you know, we really got to draw it out here. My four-year-old, for some reason, you know, she's, she's very verbose, but you know, <laughs> I guess that's the, that's the difference. Yeah, that's funny. Same in the same in our house too. It's quite funny. So what about some other things that are, um, you know, 
I guess, I guess the way, what the whole, the whole bottom line of everything is really like taking care of our own personal self-care is obviously the most important thing for us to be doing right now. And that's going to cause a ripple effect in the rest of our house with our relationships, with everything else. Any other like advice for us, um, ask small actions that we can take uh, that you have found successful for you? Well, I mean, ultimately, uh, when it comes to, you know, change or, or doing something new, um, there's often moments in our relationship where we have we see an opportunity for something, um, but they're fleeting and they and if, if you don't take action, they're gone. And so one of the ways to make sure you capitalize on those is to have kind of something right there. Oh, in this moment, I do X. Mm-hmm. You know, when I see when I see a moment where I want to say something to my partner to encourage her, um, I if you have to reach for it, oftentimes the, the opportunity is gone. Mm-hmm. And so really finding those little things, you know, whether it be encouraging or, um, you know, sharing something successful about your day or, you know, all those little pieces, um, it, you know, having something that's right there that you can do makes a big difference. And so mm-hmm. I think ultimately you want to kind of find those things that really work for you, that really help to transform your relationship. I know sometimes, you know, I asked my wife, I was like, what was successful about your day? And she's like, mm-mm. <laughs> stop and, with that <laughs> i'm not gonna be happy you know that, that happens too but but ultimately um you know more often than not we do mm-hmm. have that conversation and it does shift that that energy and knowing how to do that um mm-hmm. i think is, is super important uh in this time you know whether it be with your kids or whether it be with your partner just seeing like the energy's not going the way i want i'm in a foul mood or they're in a foul mood how what can i do and if you know the answer to that question, then you have you have a tool in your tool belt that can really have a, a profound difference for, you know, for the energy. Because you know that if one person um, is upset, uh, everybody around them can feel it. There's an energy mm-hmm. that happens. Mm-hmm. In fact, that's been proven up to, I think it's up to 10 meters. People can wow. sense another person's energy or feeling. So, you know, if, if you're in the office or if you're at home, you know, one person who's in a foul mood can really just, everybody's like, oh. you know, so, <laughs> yeah. so really learning how to change your mood. And one of the cool things the research shows is that when you um, seek to, uh, like, I could say something to you, Michelle. I said, Michelle, you're so smart and dedicated to what you do. You're such a great, you know, you're such a great, happy all the time. If you're really in a funk, you might that might not land. Mm. But it actually does for me. For me, it changes my my you know my positive. It actually puts me in a positive frame of mind. Mm. So this is so one of the ways you can do that is you transform yourself first by doing mm. something positive for another, and then mm. you start leaking that. So that's that's just um you know that's a pretty cool that even though you're trying to do it for someone else, yeah. it actually has an impact on you, and you can't help it. That's cool. I love that. Um, do you, you know, you know the um, the book, the Love Languages, and yeah. you know, having to know what love language your spouse is. Do you think that plays like is that like is that important to know in this case with the connection stuff? Is that important to know um, which things to say or do? Is it a doing thing or is it a saying thing that would be most resonating with your partner? Is it like do you, mm-hmm. does that kind of play into the things in the connection app that you guys do too? Well, in in some ways, I think that that book uh, was a disservice and mm-hmm. a good. Obviously, anything that helps you to understand your partner and and mm-hmm. understand that they're different than you, mm-hmm. um, or, or maybe approach things differently, that will ha- can have a profound difference. But I think sometimes you might think, well, p- 
people are just a one trick pony, like, mm -hmm. oh, uh, acts of love or uh, acts of service. Oh, that's what they like. And so that's what you always do. Mm -hmm. And then you might not do the words of affirmation or you might not do the other things, of, you know, gifts. Um, and mm -hmm. so then you miss that. And I think ultimately all of those things have a positive difference. Mm -hmm. And you really just want to work on those habits. Absolutely understand mm -hmm. that your partner may respond, but also people change. And in each moment, um, you know, I know that, you know, loving touch is one that uh, is really important to my partner, but not always, you know, that doesn't, you know, <laughs> yeah. and so uh, I think ultimately having uh, the more tools you can have mm -hmm. in your toolkit, um, kind of make it so those times when you go like, well, she's supposed to love loving touch. What do <laughs> yeah. I do now? I don't know. What's her problem now? <laughs> yeah, she's obviously broken or something because I, you know, I read that book. Yeah. So, um, so I think that's the kind of thing. And so that's why, you know, I mean, I really looking at all those different elements and, and the more the little things you can do, the better. Yeah, that's a really great point. Really great perspective on that, that it's not always the one, the one thing. <laughs> it's definitely a combination of a lot of things and things do change over time. So that's great to great to keep in mind for that. Um, Arnold, is there anything else you want us to know before we let you go? Obviously, we want to find out where to find the Connection app. How can mm -hmm. we find it? And what can we do? And what's the next steps for people that are feeling like this was really landing for them and, you know, they want to learn some more information? Uh, yeah. Um, so one final thing, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I think that there's no more important investment than, you know, really capturing that honeymoon feeling in your relationship. You know, there, the science used to think that um, that that honeymoon feeling was something you had at the beginning, but then it goes away and you go into a companion phase. And that's actually true for most relationships. But science now understands that a small percentage of couples actually never lose that honeymoon feeling. Wow. And I found that nugget of information early on. I was like, oh, I, I want that. How do you do that? And that was kind of the basis for like those couples that kind of maintain that. What do they do? And it's all of these little actions that they maintain mm -hmm. every day. It's that keeping them in that positive frame of mind. So it is possible to have that honeymoon feeling for the rest of your relationship. You don't have to leak into that. And, you know, sometimes people want to just go into that comfort companion phase. And there's nothing wrong with that as well. And you want to mm -hmm. kind of have that balance. But just know that it's possible. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, Ultimately, the way the app is structured, there's there's free programs and paid programs. Um, and if you download the app, you can go to the App Store or go to Google Play. Um, what I do is I basically, you do a, a seven-day challenge that teaches you um, what the connection habits are. So each day, you practice one of the connection habits, and you kind of see, how am I doing? There's also an assessment in the app which kind of gives you a score for each of the connection habits to see, oh, because, you know, you're going to you're going to rock some of them. Some of them like I loving touch. Bam, I'm, I'm up there encouraging my partner, telling them that I believe in them. Yeah, I don't do that as often. And even I, I just did the assessment again, um, you know, last week. And I saw I was like, wow, I I need to up my game and encouraging my partner, you know. <laughs> and so I think that's one of the, the great things about the app is that there's you know, you can really see. Um, the different elements that you can build up in your relationship and see where you are. So uh, download the app for free, do the seven day challenge. And uh, I, I mean, I've got a great offer for your audience if they're interested, but uh, I don't know how you want to, how you want to send that out. 
Definitely. I've just put in the in the chat here, uh, the connectionapp.com forward slash get the app two dash two. So yeah. uh, making sure that we were, and, and you know, as you're just saying, as you're saying that taking the assessment, I'm like, should you take the assessment personally and then get your spouse to take it on your behalf just to see if they match up there? <laughs> yeah. Well, and one, one of the rules is, is you, you're not allowed to be uh, upset or disappointed for something you did or didn't do or something your partner did or didn't do. It's mm. just about finding where the progress is and celebrating that because ultimately mm-hmm. We're going to struggle sometimes. We're going to have the expectations. But if you're just looking for those extra little moments, I mean, that's what you want to build mm-hmm. on. And, and pretty soon, I mean, it's the long game. Sure, if you mm-hmm. did a couple minutes a day, it's not going to it's not going to create that honeymoon feeling right away. But mm-hmm. if you build that habit mm-hmm. and you do that more and more, a year from now, three months from now, six years, then your relationship. And, you know, that's, that's what we all want. And so it's just yeah. that little bit. And then there's kind of points and prizes that you can get for doing the app. And, and that's kind of the goal. That's awesome. And then there's hope. And then there's, you know, for people that feel like maybe there isn't any hope right now, I think this is a great, great thing to do that you can, you know, and for anyone who is feeling like things are good, this is a way to make things even better. And I love, I love that you've come up with this. And I think this is a really cool thing. And how connections is so important for us humans. And, you know, the better connections we can have, the better we all are. And, you know, if we want to make change in this world, uh, you know, that's where we need to start with ourselves and then at home. So uh, thank you so much, Arnold, for sharing all this with us today. I love what you're doing and what you're up to. So Blissful Parenting Family, I really want you guys to go and check out this app. Go check out the, the free seven-day trial on here and find out more information about what Arnold's up to and the Connection app. So uh, thank you, Arnold, so, so much. It's been great having you on with us today. You're welcome. And uh, thanks, everyone. And just remember, Today is the perfect day to make your partner feel loved and appreciated. Mm -hmm. I love that. Thank you. All right, guys, have a great rest of your day. And we'll see you next week, 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, Friday on the Blissful Parenting Parenting page for another great episode. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Blissful Parent Podcast. For complete transcriptions of this show, as well as helpful links to resources mentioned in this episode, please visit our website at theblissfulparent.com. Thank you.